Well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Summer Saturdays. Matt, you better get out your sunscreen. Summer Saturdays. That's right. The Purple Stuff podcast Summer Saturdays have officially begun. We're kicking it off right now. Every Saturday, all July, a new episode of the Purple Stuff podcast. Can you believe it? It's an extravaganza of epic proportions. Have you ever heard of such a thing? A podcast doing weekly shows. my god we're gonna be on buzzfeed so there's a lot of irony here that i have to point out okay uh Uh, we both dislike the summer immensely yeah it's (laughs) terrible Ugh. i mean that's pretty much why we're doing it now the hot blazing sun sunburn all that kind of stuff but we're celebrating it from the inside the indoors Yeah, I mean, I guess this is sort of like our excuse to not be out enjoying the summer because we don't enjoy the summer. (laughs) Exactly. So we're enjoying the summer by actively avoiding it, by creating more work for ourselves. So let's go through some of the stuff that we um, are going to be doing here tonight on the first summer Saturday. The first of four summer Saturday shows this episode is going to be all about summer songs. Of course, that's one of our favorite formats of the Purple Stuff podcast, and we do it for the Halloween playlist, so we figured why not do it for our summer Saturdays? Yeah, I am actually surprised that we have never done a summer playlist on the show before. It seems like it might be a little bit difficult to gather enough, but we didn't have any problem. In fact, I think we had way more than we figured we would have. Right. I mean, I think for the only problem for me, and I would guess you had the same problems that you didn't want to go with like the kind of like stock answers. Like, do I want to talk about summer of 69 and boys of summer? I'm like, you're going to sound like such a douche. Yeah. I I, I had to dig a little deeper. You can't be putting glory days by Bruce Springsteen on there, you know, or whatever. (laughs) Oh, it's a a rocking track though, isn't it? I will say so, this, looking at, and I'm not, obviously not going to spoil the songs, but looking at the 10 songs we're going to bring tonight, I really believe that this would be an excellent playlist for like a day at the beach. Can't prove it because I'm not going to the beach, but. Well, next time we're holed up in a hotel on the boardwalk, maybe we could <laughs> test it out. Oh, can't wait. Okay, cool. Who's starting tonight? Oh, I think you are. Okay, here we go with my first pick. Kicking things off was Bananarama with Cruel Summer. I think there's no way this could not have been on the playlist, Matt. And you and I both love this song, so it really had to be number one. Yeah, and of all the songs that we're going to bring to the table tonight, this is the only one that we kind of had a fight over a little bit. This is from 1983, and the following year, 1984, in the summer, this song appeared in The Karate Kid. Oh my God, did it? God, how could I not have seen The Karate Kid? But yes. There's one scene where it's playing while Daniel is riding his bike to school. Yeah. And the song has like a bit of a darker vibe. It's not necessarily like a happy summer song in a way, you know? No, no, it's not. I mean, and this is going to be a recurring theme with me tonight, but when it comes to kind of new wave music, I love the happy slash sad songs. And I feel like this one goes like on the Mount Rushmore 
of happy slash sad songs. It's almost like um, iced tea lemonade. You always say that, right? <laughs> it is like it's exactly that's exactly right. It's like iced tea lemonade, the best of both worlds, the light side, the lemonade and the evil dark iced tea. <laughs> this is the Arnold Palmer of the 80s new wave track. Oh, my God. You should be quoted. Is Rolling Stone still being printed? We need to get you in there with your review of Bananarama's Cruel Summer. <laughs> So, did you ever see, I know you mentioned that uh, earlier tonight, you said you may not have seen all the videos to these songs, but the video for this is ridiculous because they filmed it in New York City uh, in a really hot day, and it, it seems like the director just didn't get, he didn't grasp the vibe of the song, because here here we are talking about how it's not super happy and positive and yippee, so you think of that concept and you're like, okay, well, why are they skipping along the sidewalk and clapping up in the air and dancing around parking lots? It's also contrary to the point of the song, because I think the point of the song is basically the frustration with kind of like being alone and having nothing to do. Right. So, and that's you know, you I... have these three girls with the frosted hair having a party in the streets, kind of contrary <laughs> to what the song is saying. And I did see and... the video. It looks like a Levi's jeans commercial. It does take a really cool turn because they are working as mechanics or something. And then once the action really kicks in, a guy in a Mack truck picks them up. And then they get chased by a guy who looks like Boss Hog from Dukes of Hazard. So the band is in the truck inhaling bananas, like just shoving bananas down their throats. And then they're tossing the banana peels at Boss Hog in the car. <laughs> 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 this is how we got our name. <laughs> and then at the end, they're all dancing together as if none of that happened. But like, why don't they make good music videos like that anymore? Yeah, I got to say, watching that video, it struck me. Now, I had never seen Bananarama in a photograph or anything until today. And they looked pretty much exactly what I pictured. Yeah. Like they're the pretty older girls from down the street. Yeah, I totally agree with that. If you listen to the lyrics, tell me what you're getting from this. The pavement is too hot. The air is too heavy to smile. The heat is out of hand. The city is too crowded. These are all essentially complaints. Am I right? Yes. They, they, I mean, it's, it's a pretty whiny song. Yes. <laughs> but like they're singing from the perspective of senior citizens. <laughs> you think that's like, what's going on? <laughs> like they're sitting on their porch. Ah, fuck this weather. This street's too busy. Yeah. I can't breathe. I can't walk. It's too hot. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a senior citizen or me, but yeah. I was going to say, or, or us. Yeah. As... <laughs> uh, by the way, this is the second time Bananarama has come up on the show. Do you remember the first time? I do. We were on a trip and we got caught in the rain. And <laughs> That's right. And I was playing Venus in the car. Yep, we were stuck in that endless time warp surrounded by cops and thunder. <laughs> looking for Halloween candles, and at the peak of the insanity, when you're driving in circles at 80 miles per hour, you're blasting Venus at full volume. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. But, uh, but Bananarama that is sort was... of like our, like, uh, I don't know, mascot band here on the Purple Stuff. I wonder, are they still, like, uh, touring? Maybe on one of those cruises that Lionel Richie does every three years? <laughs> the Banana Boat oh, Rama. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs>
And that was Vacation by Vitamin C. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love this song, which was used to score the opening short from the first Pokemon movie back in 99. Very interesting pick here, man. Yeah. So the situation with uh, Pokemon, the first movie, that's actually how I got into Pokemon to begin with. Just a really? little, little backstory here. Yes, that's a fun fact. Yeah, a little little trivia about me. I had just purchased my first like all for me computer, and that one came with my first DVD player. So naturally, I ran right out to get my first DVD. And you remember Circus City and their terrible selection? Oh my god, yeah, I do. Just absolutely wretched. Like they had nothing, <laughs> but I needed to get a DVD because now I had a player, and I went with Pokemon because that's what my uh, nieces and nephews were into. So that was your first. That was my first Pokemon exposure, adventure. and it was you know yeah. it kicked me off on uh, decades of of love of Bulba and Pika, and this song I, here, I yeah. it was like basically right at the start of the movie, and ah, oh, I just love it so much. I got to tell you, I never heard the song before, and I love it. <laughs> right, it's so good. It yeah. really deserves to. I mean, not to shade Pokemon here, but this deserved like a real release. Yeah, I think it might be her best song right so her when you say her you're talking about vitamin c who i had no idea who that was when i got into the song and eventually realized holy shit it's colleen fitzpatrick yeah and i I know that name doesn't ring any bells for you jay you've never heard of her (laughs) well so you said when you said to me uh so jay uh i'm are you familiar? I don't know how you phrased it, but about this vitamin um, C here. This is a woman named Colleen Fitzpatrick, and I'm going to tell you her whole history. You're like, dude, yeah. shut the fuck up. She's a blonde singer from Jersey. I know who she is. <laughs> so, like, you you said these things to me as if I never heard of them. You did that to me. Pay before. attention, Jay. Sit down. I got some things I got to go over with you. <laughs> And it turns out that you even knew her old band, Eve's Plum, which was awesome. Yeah, so you had mentioned that you were a fan of Eve's Plum, and locally, she had a lot of notoriety. And I was never really into them, because it was at the point where I was still trying to hold on to, like, hair bands and stuff. Right. Well, I mean, that's sort (laughs) of a thing with you, that you don't broadcast very often, but you're really kind of not into late 90s music at all. Right, right. Like, it's it's really, like, you're very choosy. Eve's Plum, they were, like, somewhere between Hole and Letters to Cleo, which is definitely not a J thing. So Colleen Fitzpatrick was this alt-rock girl lead singer in that band, and then she winds up a year or two later, or whatever, or a few years later, singing and smiling and looking like a Spice Girl. Right, and she totally rebranded. Different... Yeah, yeah. So now I have the song Vacation, after I find out who this girl is... Tied to this Pokemon thing that I'm suddenly obsessed with, sung by a girl that rocked my world five years prior, just complete perfect storm. I know it sounds like I'm picking like a novelty pick, like, oh, Matt's picking the Pokemon summer song. <laughs> no, I think this is like, oh, a top five summer song of all time. No joke. Like, I love it. I actually was in music theory in college and, and I had a lot of music classes to analyze music, right? Yeah. And you have to understand music and know how to read it and all that stuff. And at that point, I did. And I don't play an instrument or anything. But I listen to these songs and I really dig deep, right? This song, when I listen to it, it sounds like a song. Now, try to go with it. It's a leap, but go with me. Okay. It sounds like it's got like a little bit of a 60s vibe. And it could have been used in a, like in an Austin Powers sequel or something like that. Like so- Austin Powers goes to the beach. So your your music theory in relation to Vitamin C's Vacation is that it sounds like a song from the 60s that would have been transplanted to the 90s in an Austin Powers sequel. You know yeah. what? You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. Well, Austin Powers well, beach scene. He's doing his little ziggy zag thing and you hear Vacation it's... playing in the background. Yeah, write yeah. that shit, Mike Myers. Yeah, yeah little, baby, yeah. Little, little white stripe across his nose. I, I totally can see it. See, like, I think it was great that it was used in Pokemon, but Austin Powers, that would have just put it right over the top. I, I can't say I'm a bigger fan of uh, Austin than Pika, but I'm with you. It would have been a, a nice double dip for sure. Yeah. So thank you, Colleen Fitzpatrick of Eve's Plum fame for this great gift.
Bobby. That was Y&T, Summertime Girls. This song wound up being used in like Baywatch and one of my favorite movies of all time, Real Genius. Have you ever heard of this song, Matt? You know, it's weird. I gather that it's a big song. I swear to Christ, I've never heard it before until today, of course. It's a big song to those who know it, but like it's not as known as like a song like from Journey or... Van Halen. But like, listen, like, is... I got serious in my car and I listened to like the 80 station new wave, all that shit. And I have like rock bar. They play anything like I could record in here and it'll be on there tomorrow. I've never heard <laughs> Y&T on that station. Any of them. They have a video for this one. And I always bring it back to the videos because lots of times that was my first exposure to these songs. So in the video, the band starts to appear out of weird places on the beach. <laughs> yeah, like... just half shirts so as far as the eye can see. Yeah, and big hair, sunglasses. Yeah. They're popping out of rocks. They're popping out of trash cans. And then they all come together and sing the song on the beach. And of course, there's girls everywhere. And there's just a real crew of various people. You got to think California Beach back in the 80s. Right. It was it's a like site. the ultimate California Beach sort of like cliche yeah. with every right. potential stock character all in one place. Girls on the beach in full leather goth outfits, things like that. The singer then goes onto the boardwalk. He's playing the, uh, it was like the ball toss where you toss the ball into the clown's mouth or whatever. Yep, I, I remember <laughs> this. He can't get the ball in, so he takes a bazooka and he puts the ball in it. I know, I just found that funny because we go to the boardwalk all the time. You get caught up doing these games. Like it's almost you get addicted to it because then you're sitting there shelling out 40, 50 bucks because you're trying to get the ball into a pot. Right, know? right. And if only we had a, a giant bazooka just at our feet for no apparent reason. I'm like, wow, this was actually scripted. Someone wrote. And then he picks up a bazooka. <laughs> It's like, I'm wondering, did anybody ever raise the question, like, do we need to set up the bazooka? No, no, it's okay. They go through this whole thing, and at the end of the video, there is a giant robot wearing a cape. And I'm saying giant because he's, like, at least 12 feet tall. And he's got those oversized sunglasses that you get at, like, weddings to take pictures. Right. Those, like, giant sunglasses. Right, those goofy two ninety nine Halloween at CVS sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, and like he comes plowing over to them on the beach, and then right just for no reason, of course. No, I mean the, then, the song's called what is it, California Girls or something? <laughs> yeah, that's it, California Girls. <laughs> women, girl. women, women of the beach. Yeah, <laughs> really, not, no lead-in for a giant robot. It's not summertime robots, yeah. but uh, they actually wind up meeting up with the goth girls. So it was kind of a cool twist. Because you were, you were assuming they would get, like, the typical mainstream-looking girls, you know? Right, of which there were, like, 10 billion in this video. Like, just all blondes with bikinis. Yeah. And then you yeah. have this this troupe that looks like it's out of, um, I don't know, some, like Blair Witch 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I just dig this one. It's so upbeat and happy, and it really personifies... The summertime. Yeah. See, this is why I like doing these shows with you, because we definitely have such differing tastes in music. This is a song that I could absolutely see you bringing up. It's absolutely not a song I would bring up. Not at all. But I appreciate <laughs> it. I, I can see the artistic merit in this song. <laughs> you keep you pull those uh, boots up high, man. You gotta. Yeah, I mean, I think everything about it just screams me from the cock rock vibe to the you know, everyone on the beach wearing nothing. It's just so mad. Yeah, I always think of you when yeah. I hear this. Yeah, Y and T. What does that stand for, by the way? Yesterday and today. Really? Oh, I thought it was just some. It didn't have a meeting, but there you go. Thanks for the tip. Or it could be Yoshi Tatsu. I, I would I would hope so. I hope it was sort of like a preemptive strike on in his behalf because he was awesome and he deserved it. Yeah, and Yoshi. he kind of dressed like he belonged in this Yoshi. video. Yo she. Yo she. 
Yoshi. Yoshi. <laughs> and hopefully that'll lead to a resurgence to get him back to NXT. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll follow us on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Number four. And that was Surfing Dead by the Cramps from the soundtrack to the 1985 film Return of the Living Dead. Yes. You have actually brought up another song from that soundtrack on a prior episode. And holy shit, like that whole soundtrack is just aces. It's really awesome. Such a good one. Yeah, I don't know if you could accurately say that the music makes the movie because it's a great movie. But holy shit, it helps the movie. The vibe that they created, real punk vibe. And had a little bit of uh, psychobilly in there, too. Oh, absolutely. Apparently, this band, The Cramps, they were big on the psychobilly. It's like the third word on their Wikipedia entry. The Cramps. Yeah. Psychobilly. <laughs> yeah. So I'd actually never seen um, Return of the Living Dead in full until just last night. I know this is like one of your big movies. Yeah, it's so influential in the in that genre. It's It's almost like the number one horror comedy i think i love it yeah i gotta be i gotta be honest like you know i'm like a friday 13th guy i'm kind of like a basic person when it comes to this shit i'm like wow basic bitch i'm a total basic bitch and then i'm looking at this movie and i'm comparing it to the friday 13th movies which i love i'm like yeah this has a little more going for it you know it's just yeah, so relentless yeah. this has a like a little panache yes the other one yes the panache yeah. and pizzazz and other e-words he- Keyword. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's gory. It's funny. It's nihilistic. And it's just so trashy. <laughs> Speaking of which, I guess that's where Linnea Quigley built most of her rep, right? And took all of it off. <laughs> yeah. She's like basically playing a nudist psycho street punk with Ronald McDonald hair. It's it's really awesome. Wow, like I, it is I, Ronald McDonald hair. Yeah, oh my totally. God. And like she's got the clockwork orange eyeliner. Like I obviously knew of her. She's been around. She's scream queen. But mm-hmm. until seeing this movie, I didn't quite understand why she had such a following. And now I get it. Very easy to understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> if, if you take your meaning, Jay. Um, yeah. yeah. So this song, great stuff. It's uh, faithful to the cramped sound. But there's you mentioned 60s songs before. This one definitely has like a 60s surf rock vibe. Totally. Yeah, it does. I actually thought this was some older track that they just licensed, but nope. The Cramps recorded it specifically for this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I... What the hell was that? It's like a, a truck or a, a... Oh my god, it's trash. It's trash of the gang. <laughs> Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Uh, but yeah, great song. Opens with the line, ah, my favorite brain soup, and it just gets better from there. It makes me think. So the band... The cramps. That's another thing that old people complain about. <laughs> we have a recurring theme. God <laughs> yeah. damn it, that hot pavement. I got cramps from this weather. <laughs> Can you tell me anything about the cramps, by the way? Yes, they were husband and wife. Really? Yes. Oh, it's a little love story. And they had some of the greatest album covers like of all time, IMO. IMO is uh, not one of their albums. You're saying, in my opinion. Okay, now I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm listening to this. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely my thing. I mean, not my usual thing, but it's my thing. I want to hear more from the Cramps. I hope all their songs sound like this. <laughs> I can't tell if you're if you're being honest or not. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bullshitting, but I'm not. I don't feel like I'm bullshitting. I feel like I'm saying things that might be true. 
<laughs> it's you know it's the old Seinfeld thing. It's not a lie if you believe it. And I I believe I would like the cramps. <laughs> That was The Cars with Moving in Stereo from 1978. 1978. Wow. Predates us and not many things do. I feel like this might be the oldest track tonight. Moving in Stereo is not only one of my favorite tracks, but also The Cars, one of my favorite bands. So I really had to throw this in because it's not really a summer song per se. I wouldn't necessarily think that or have included it if it wasn't for the famous scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the 1982 film with um, Phoebe Cates. Right, yes, the, the, the pool scene, which I am sure you're going to describe in excruciating detail. So in the scene, Judge Reinhold, he's the older brother of this girl, Stacy. He comes home from work, the girls are swimming in the pool. He's like fantasizing about Linda, who's Phoebe Cates. I mean, Phoebe effing Cates. Phoebe effing Cates. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then she unhooks her top and they start kissing. Right. So for me, which basic. I have to be honest, like it's a little weird because like I grew up on Gremlins, so watching Kate flirt with the asshole from the bank, it just I know it was a dream <laughs> sequence, but it pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, it just it wasn't in line with what you thought of her, yeah, right? It's just shaking my very foundation. If you don't want to see the naughty bits, there's a TV version of this clip. Oh, I saw the TV edit today, which is like... Wow, it's like so different. you That's a good example you and I know really well. That's a good example of what these TV stations used to do to these movies. They would chop them up. Coming up next on WPIX, it's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> yeah, it, it's some form of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yes. <laughs> like, they would change so much. And so, and sometimes they would dub over words like with completely different lines. Well, I, the thing <laughs> so. I love about this TV edit is that it's so like not clean. It's basically just like hard cut to later yes. in the scene. I'm like, okay, maybe you could have redone the music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just being honest, like to me, this song sounds like the local musician doing like a Wednesday night at the dive bar with a Casio keyboard and maybe four people paying attention. But I love that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like you love it because the background organ sounds like something from a sega master system game yes yeah, like some sort of horror sci-fi sega master system right game. exactly it's like alex kid and death march you were saying something about what night did they play in the club with the keyboard i think they would be there on wednesdays oh i think you're gonna say tuesday night because i'm running God, Jay, that's my next pick. The classic summer song, <laughs> Running From This Nightmare by Tuesday Night, which we have never mentioned on the Purple Stuff podcast before. Six. One summer never ends. 
My third pick is Suddenly Last Summer by the Motels back in 1983. Tremendous pick. Yeah, which means, I mean, 1983, that means that people were listening to this on the car ride to see Return of the Jedi, which is like the most perfect night imaginable. Oh my god. Yeah, so my deal with the Motels is that I haven't heard a whole lot from them, but what I have heard, I love. The voice, the ambiance. Right, I mean, we were talking about this, like, moodiness and Cruel Summer, and, like, for me, motels, even when they're singing about things that aren't necessarily sad, they sound sad. Yeah, it's a little bit, you know, got some sentimentality and then sadness, but then also it's kind of, like, happy. So well, I it's don't like, know. I guess, uh, God, what the fuck is it even about, really? It's I guess it's sort of, like, feeling stuck, like you don't want things to change and they have to. Or... Something evil happened to her last summer. And what, are her- for? what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> but so, all right. So this song, if you watch it with the video, here uh, I go. I did the watch video. the video. Yes. Like a Johnson and Johnson commercial of 1973. But go on. I got an It Follows vibe from that video. Absolutely. The guy already dipped into all that, like, kind of like nostalgic film technique. He should have yeah. just done it this full way. Vaseline lens, four by three. You can't see anything. You don't know what's going on. I mean, he was halfway there already. <laughs> but, like, there's, like, the creepiest scenes. Where there's, like, one scene where uh, Martha Davis, the lead singer, she's, like, they tell her to stare at the camera, like, with really beady, evil eyes. And then they just, like, cut it. Like, yeah, it's, it's really weird. It's almost like, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really just spitballing, but I guess it's almost like she's trying to, like, recollect these fragmented memories, so nothing quite adds up. It's almost like she's just trying to piece together this narrative. Yes, and she remembers the ice cream truck. Then there's, like, guys all dressed in black that come out of the ice cream truck or whatever. Like, it was weird. Yeah, I don't... We've been through this on the show before. Symbolism just right over my head. I never understand what anyone's going for. I'm like, oh, I just like the way that looks or it sounds. And this song, it does it for me. This is that type of song that could go multiple ways. Like, you could be at some... A seedy club bar situation and the lights are all red and purple and this could be on but then you could also be at like cvs buying unmentionables you're absolutely right it's so multi-purpose this song it fits into any scenario whether you're having fun or not it's like formula 409 (laughs) (laughs) but i have to tell you let me ask you i have one question about this sure shoot this is the pressing question i have do you remember what we did last summer? <laughs> because I haven't a clue. No, I I, 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 I don't. I mean, she's she's trying to remember shit from twenty years ago, and I was like, I, I barely remember yesterday. I know something indicates to me we did a lot of drinking. Yeah, I think that's usually a safe bet. I mean, at least going by our Instagrams, it appears that's the case. <laughs> so the lead singer here, Martha Davis. Yeah. Oh God, that voice, man. It's like this totally romantic sound, but she's also like kind of maternal. Oh, you think she sounds like like a mom? Well, I mean, she's I don't know. She's like a warm blanket that somehow makes you feel colder. And I just love that. Oh, those ones that they sell in the infomercials, like they tell you you won't sweat in this blanket because it breathes really well. Exactly. Martha Davis from this this group here. She's like one of those blankets from the infomercials. Which, you know, you mentioned CVS. I believe they're also sold there with the as seen on TV banner right on the box. <laughs> you're only saying that because you're getting a kickback. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. Matt, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to ska? Ska, ska, ska. Jamaica ska. Ska, ska, ska. Do the ska. Not many people can cha-cha-cha. Not everybody can. 
was Jamaica Ska from the Back to the Beach soundtrack, Annette Funicello. I am so glad you picked this insane song. I had so much to choose from in Back to the Beach because that soundtrack to me is a classic. I grew up with that movie. I begged my mother to see it in the movie. She brought me. And ever since then, I've loved that movie. I know you're a fan. Yeah, I've only and... seen I I don't know if I've ever seen it in full beyond the one time, but I did see it in theaters too. And it was like wild with the movie. So, of course, we both loved it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs up. Siskel and Ebert <laughs> were down with Back to the Beach. That's surprising, but I, I, I'm glad they were. Yeah, I'm glad. So... What happens here in this movie, the whole premise real quick is that Annette Nicello and Frankie Avalon are trying to kind of rekindle the spark in their marriage. And their daughter is secretly dating a guy that they don't know about. Uh, and the son is joining a gang of like really bad guy surfers. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a summer sizzler if I've ever heard one. And you couldn't be more right because it's like a buffet. It's like every summer movie plot all in one movie, only they're singing everything. It's surfing. It's crazy. So <laughs> it was a lot to choose from because there's a lot of great songs. We got Pee Wee Herman is singing uh, Bird is the Word. Of course. Amazing. And you've got Stevie Ray Vaughan on there. You've got, I mean, it, it, this, forget it. This you, sounds... you, had, you had a menu to pick from, but I think you chose the right dish because this song is where it's at, Jay. That's where it is. So Annette Funicello is singing basically uh, about this dance that she's calling the ska, which is based off the musical style of ska. Right. And then she's got the band Fishbone, which is like one of the most famous ska bands ever. And they're singing this Jamaica ska song, which has very limited lyrics. There's like ska, 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 Jamaica ska, rinse, repeat, and then it just keeps going, so on. And Not so many forth. people can cha-cha-cha, but everybody <laughs> can do the ska. <laughs> and, and they're right, because like I'm watching this, and I'm like, wow, I've never danced in my life. It's actually a phobia. Even I could do this dance. Like They look like they're shaking <laughs> off after getting in from the rain. The, the, dude, the only thing that I had to say about this is it says even you could do the Jamaica Scott. <laughs> yeah. I'm like watching it now. I'm like, this, this, this is dancing? Let's go to the fucking club. Yeah, I could yeah. do it. Literally, all you're doing is moving your arms back and forth. Yeah, it's like she, she's like, oh, and then twist your hips. I'm like, you mean twist your hips as much as you're twisting them? Because I don't see much twisting. It's more like you're just kind of like a little bit waving your arms back and forth. Just a little yeah. tiny bit. You confided in me one time that there was too many steps in the time warp and you're like i can't do the time warp because there's way too many steps to that there there i stand by that <laughs> but i could do this and in fact if i'm ever forced to a wedding if they all call on me and i have to do it it's jamaica ska they go up to that dj i'm like do you know jamaica ska do you know how to ska <laughs> <laughs> And then the entire party is going to fall right behind me and dance in unison. <laughs> like a conga line. That's right. <laughs> That's what they call those. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt like there was a severe absence of Annette Funicello on the Purple Stuff podcast. So that's what I had to do there. Oh, you know who else was in the soundtrack before I forget? Who? Till Tuesday. Oh, my God. Were, were they, did they play that's... Voices Carry? Did they do like a beach rock version of Voices Carry? Voices carry <laughs> with the horns. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one last thing, though, is that uh, I kept wondering throughout this movie. Now that I'm looking at her in a different light, uh, I wonder if Laurie Laughlin paid off the casting director to get herself into this <laughs> oh, no. movie. That's that's a low blow there, sir. <laughs> it's innocent till proven guilty. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I forgot because I had seen this movie before she was ever on Full House. So I didn't really know anything about her and it didn't stick my memory. And then looking back, I'm like, holy shit, it's Aunt Becky. Or the girl from the New Kids. You know, I feel like they should let her off for her transgressions just for having to suffer through that terrible role in New Kids where she's being tortured for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so she suffered enough. She did. She yeah. did. So it was fun. To do the ska with you, Matt. Ska, ska, ska. Jamaica ska. Ska, ska, ska. Ska, ska, ska. Ska, ska, ska. 
eight. Of course, we'd uh, pick to do four shows in a month where it's extremely hot and we can't run our air conditioners when we're recording. I'm dying. I know. I'm fucking yeah, dying. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult to do that. Yeah. Anyway, that was our personal hero, Tim Capello, singing I Still Believe from the 1987 soundtrack to The Lost Boys. I still believe. I still believe. Hard to believe, by the way. I don't believe that we've never worked that song into a prior episode. I think the only reason is because I probably picked Lost in the Shadows for some Halloween show. (laughs) This soundtrack is insane, but yeah, Tim Capello. Yeah, so this song, um, I assume everyone's seen the movie, but just in case, if you've never seen the movie, Tim Capello actually performs it in the movie. And he's this like oiled up muscle dude blowing the sacks on the boardwalk. And it's like clearly the most energetic performance ever recorded about anything yeah he's super pumped right i mean he's practically he's fucking the air while he's performing this song it's like almost ritualistic and if you know anything about him a lot of his career he was known as the porn saxophonist because he would come out in like g-strings and stuff oh did he well he didn't wear a g-string in this but i could see him wearing one he didn't really seem to be a big fan of clothing and he still let's be fair isn't like i see him at cons in these autograph pictures and it's like these people wearing winter jackets and tim there wearing cut off shorts and that's it (laughs) timmy Timmy. (laughs) i gotta tell you though correct me if i'm wrong here but he's kind of like the brutus beefcake of saxophonists oh my god did you seriously fucking bring up brutus I did. You know what? Now I could say it because a lot has happened since the last time we heard that theme. You could say it. The Hall of Famer, Brutus Beefcake. The Hall of Famer, yes. Yes. Ah, well, thank you for that. And you're right. If if we were going to compare Tim Capello to any wrestler, it would be Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yes. (laughs) Wow. So I'm classifying this as a summer song because it's performed on a beach. But I still think, I mean, it, it really is kind of a summer song. Like, you're not going to listen to I Still Believe in the Winter. It's totally a summer song. And when you picked it, I'm like, this works so much better than if we were going to try to throw this in a Halloween playlist. This right. is and so good. Picture it. Lots of flames everywhere. Lots of baby oil. Headbanging. It's like my place on a Friday night. <laughs> it absolutely is. <laughs> this is like this whole scene that opens the Lost Boys here with Tim Capello. And his cock rock, glam rock, metal, hard rock bullshit. It's like you, the movie. (laughs) Except for the long hair. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, Lost Boys, the terrific film. Everyone loves it. But picture it without this scene. It's not the same at all. I went to this Lost Boys 30th anniversary party. Uh, It was 2017. Yeah. And Tim Capello was there performing. What? And... Yeah, like he does. This is like his thing. Like he'll go out and still perform all these songs, but he's there at this goth club. And, you know, just being in the audience when he's performing this song was surreal. Like I felt like I was on the beach in the Lost Boys, in the crowd, staring at Star. And I'm like, this is like, I felt like I was in the movie. It was awesome. I could totally picture you like kind of doing that thing where you're not quite dancing, but you're rocking back and forth, but your head is rocking more than your body. And it almost looks like you're about to like go into a little bit of convulsions. <laughs> Cause you see that all the time. Me doing that. I do. I mean, I see you do that. Even if it's like you said earlier, um, the motels and CVS, you're still doing that. So Tim Capello doing I Still Believe at a goth club for Lost Boys 30th anniversary. 
that's going to dredge it up out of you. Yeah, he puts me in a trance. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that he played there because you wave a 20 in that guy's face and you're going to hear the song. He does it all over the place. He's like at every convention doing this song. <laughs> he's proud of his physique. So well, he should be. He still looks almost, great. And, you know, he's I, what, 70. Yeah. I don't know the whole history of Tim Capella, but for everything I've heard, he's like a really nice guy, high energy, but fairly normal. So he's safe to like, and he's good to root for. And now someone's going to come back and tell me they actually like, you know, the mass murderer or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Tim Capello, uh, have you read down in his personal life section on Wikipedia? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. Can't like anybody anymore. <laughs> Alice Cooper with Hard Rock Summer. You know this one, right, Matt? Well, of course I do, because uh, it's from what you're about to tell me it's from. It's from Friday the 13th, Part 6, and, Jason Lives. Yeah, and I believe, like the other song we talked about earlier, he recorded it specifically for this movie, or at least didn't use it for anything before this movie. Yeah, it didn't appear like officially until his box set, which is really cool. Friday the 13th, it shows up in this movie uh, alongside the other track that we did on the Purple Stuff podcast, which was The Man Behind the Mask. Right, so you had Alice Cooper doing his, like, big Friday the 13th song, and then you had this one where he's doing his little Friday the 13th song, which really doesn't have much to do with anything Friday the 13th, but it still is a great song. Yeah, and you're right, it's not it's not very, like, horror-ish or anything, but it fits into the scene, which we'll talk about in a minute. But this is that kind of song that it's almost tailor-made for a show like this matt because when you're watching these horror films i know a lot of us watch them especially during the season like the halloween season but in this case you could watch any of the friday the 13th films on both because they're like both summery because it's summer camp but then they're also kind of scary and right. horror so they fit during halloween well, so i, I like I, that. I actually feel like they're better now because they they mean they're more seasonal now for sure yeah right short and sleeves think, and shorts so yeah when you're talking about Alice Cooper, he asked me to call him the Coop after I was bowing down to him like Wayne's World style one time. And uh, no, I'm kidding. So uh, you, you mean you weren't I, serious? He actually didn't, no, I, he didn't request I wish... you to call him Coop. <laughs> but yeah, so this is what I like about summer. You got fast cars, loud music and supernatural Jason. Yes. So in the film, Tommy Jarvis is helped uh, by the sheriff's daughter to uh, break out of jail. Right. They hop in her orange Camaro and then they wind up speeding away and then they roll up to two cop cars. Right. So she, she shoves Tommy's head downward into the nether region. Yes. I mean, let's just be straightforward. She shoves his head into her crotch. That's what I want. It's going to be a hairy turn. Hang on. Rock all night. Being driven backwards by a blonde in a Camaro with my head in a precarious position, that sounds like my movie right yeah, there. Yeah, I, I could say that this is probably, I mean, there's been like, what, 27 Friday the 13th films? I believe this is your favorite scene in any of them. <laughs> with Alice Cooper playing the soundtrack. <laughs>
number 10. Since you brought in a song from Friday the 13th, I thought I'd do the same, Jay. Oh, okay, cool. That was His Eyes by Pseudo Echo off their debut album from 1984. I don't know anything about Pseudo Echo beyond the fact that they were an Australian new wave band and that this song was used in 1985's Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning. Yes, indeed, and I am so happy you picked this. Yeah, I mean, let, I'm just going to flag on the play. Like, this is so not a summer song. To me, you get the Halloween vibes on there. I had a shot to talk about weird robot dance girl again, and I'm like, I'm going to take my shot. It's near the end of the show. Half of them are going to sleep now. We're, like, barely a whisper in their ear. I can get away with this. <laughs> So, I mean, we've talked about that scene that features this song before, but just in case it's new info for anyone, Friday 13th Part 5, quote-unquote, the bad Friday 13th movie that's actually really good. Yeah, the underrated kind of uh, black sheep. Right, it's black sheep, and it it is, like, objectively not good, but it's almost like it just, it becomes good because it's not good. And there's this scene where this wayward goth girl, Violet, dances in her bedroom before fake Jason slices her in half or whatever. And this song is playing, and at least according to Violet, the way you dance to it is by looking, like, super miserable while making C-3PO hand gestures. (laughs) I was going to say, you should use the term dance loosely because she looks like she's learning some advanced Tai Chi moves. I think I can up it. I could do two dances, the Jamaica Ska and Violet's robot dance from Friday (laughs) the 13th Part 5. If you can guarantee me that, maybe I will go to your wedding someday. (laughs) so her dance it's so gripping that you barely notice the song but it's really good like if you actually don't watch the scene and just look up the song it's good she's not doing that song any favors with that dance i mean i like her i like her character but the dance always to me it's like nails on the chalkboard right it kind of like nullifies the effect of the song but you know what i think they picked it for a reason have you ever looked at the lyrics it's basically describing jason and apparently she had um, a say in that song. Did she? The the actress who played Violet suggested that they use <laughs> yeah. His Eyes apparently by Pseudo Echo? Yeah, I've <laughs> I'll do your fucking movie on one condition. <laughs> <laughs> so, lyrics. Uh, there was a man so cold, no life was in his eyes. He had a look so hard, I never saw him smile. Like, I can't believe this song was not created for this movie. It's like from years prior, so... It was either a coincidence or they're just really big fans of Jason Voorhees. Right, right. I mean, it's like you you don't want to give the people who made this movie too much credit for anything, but that had to be intentional that they picked a song that kind of fit him. Yeah, I think it was perfect. But I got to say, back to the mixing the dance with the song, it's yeah. not necessarily how I would dance to this song. And that is certainly not implying that I'm a good dancer. I like, I'm not fly girl level dancer, but I'm like more solid gold at least. Yeah. Yeah. This song, honestly, the only way I could describe it is that it makes me want to go into my convulsive rhythmic explosions on the dance floor. I see you when this song is playing, you're kind of doing that thing. I would describe it as half speed shadow boxing. (laughs) (laughs) Arms waving real big. Your eyes were like half closed, but you got some moves going. Yeah. I'm doing it right now, by the way. Oh, you did? Yeah. It kind of looks like, it kind of looks like I'm rowing a canoe. (laughs) (laughs) the shopping cart (laughs) but if if i'm out there and i'm cutting a rug and this comes on evacuate the dance floor people because there's there's trouble yeah this is your song i mean this is the one you you requested at every function
So that was our first episode of Summer Saturdays, Matt. Our very first Summer Saturdays episode, the first of four, and I had a great time, and I stand by what I said earlier. I think we have put together an excellent summer playlist tonight. I think we did too, and I had a great time also. The only thing is that there's all these pelicans around. Did you notice that? Yeah. Did you hear <laughs> them? Annoying. Yeah. Like, That's I'm just cool. trying to do the show, and they're trying to steal my drink. But anyway, so it's that time. We've got to choose. we got yeah. to make a choice. God, what's that music? Let's get some deal or no deal decision music playing while we make our decisions. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Or or who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, that's the one. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'll look at yours first here. Okay, cool. You brought to the table tonight Bananarama's Cruel Summer, The Cars yes. Moving in Stereo, Alice Cooper's Hard Rock Summer, Annette Funicello's Jamaica Ska yes. and Y&T's All-American Beach Party Women on the Sidewalk Roller Summertime Skating. Summertime Girls. Summertime yeah. Girls, of course. Yeah. Um, that one's not going to be my pick. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I, I have a brain versus heart situation going. I know I should pick Cruel Summer. I want to pick Annette Funicello, and I don't know where to go. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Can I use one of my lifelines, Jay? You can. Okay. Oh, boy. I am going to pick... You know what? Sometimes you just got to go with the obvious answer. Cruel Summer. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be gimmicky and I don't want to be cute. It's got to be Bananarama's Cruel Summer. It's like one of my favorite songs of all time. So that's the one. Yeah, and I think that's the obvious choice. You know, you really have to have that. Uh, and it's on a playlist that pretty much anybody could like. Because I know people who love death metal that love it it's very big in the death metal community yeah. <laughs> 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 all right so let's take a look at your picks we have his eyes by pseudo echo mm-hmm. classic summer track amazing it just makes me want to get into my Surfer trunks. <laughs> Where's your ATV, Jay? <laughs> we have uh, Vitamin C with the graduation song. I mean, vacation. <laughs> right, right, right. Though she did have a graduation song as well, so you're not entirely incorrect. Oh, I know that's what that would that was the joke. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I knew that, Jay. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did to me before. All right. So we've got Suddenly Last Summer by The Motels. We have I Still Believe by Tim Capello and The Surfing Dead by The Cramps. So you had said earlier tonight that I would see your pick right away. I don't. I have no idea which one you're going to go with. Okay, so I'm going to run through some of these bad boys. Now, I got to tell you, I love Suddenly Last Summer, but it's you know when it's great, when it's the best when you're driving home, uh, it's not quite dark yet. It's almost like the sun's going down. It's a summer night. You're all alone in the car, and this comes on like 106.7. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. That's that's exactly when you need to little, hear this song. A little bit of a breeze coming through, and you're like, man, this is nice. Yeah, a little, little tear in your right eye. You don't know why, but it's there. And then the police sirens are going off after that. (laughs) Okay, I digress. Uh, We have I Still Believe by Tim Capello. Uh, That is one of my favorite tracks. Uh, I'm not going to go with Vitamin C, even though I do enjoy that track, and it was a nice surprise. It's just just too soon for you and Vitamin C. (laughs) I'm going to have to work on you a little longer with that. Yeah. So I'm going to knock Motel's Vitamin C. They're knocked. Yeah. I feel like the cramps might be a contender, though. We've got the cramps. (laughs) I got the cramps. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hot pavement. (laughs) These flames are shooting at me. Four Uh, episodes in uh, July. I don't want to listen to your show in the summer. (laughs) Where's that sexy sax guy? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Matt. So I got to tell you, I got to go on a real swerve with this one. Okay. And as much as I love Tim Capello, I'm going to go with pseudo echo with. (gasps) His eyes. Holy shit. 
Vegas, uh, a... Vegas odds makers. Oh my God, they're losing their shit right now, Jay. That was the swervioli, as I call it. Wow. So tell me, what is it about Pseudo Echo, his eyes, that is just pulling you in? I love this song. It makes me want to dance. Yeah, it is a great track. And like we said earlier, maybe not the most on-the-nose track for summer, but we're not on-the-nose here on the Purple Stuff podcast, except when I'm picking Cruel Summer. Aside from that, we're never yes. on-the-nose. Cruel Summer is classic, okay? But this song is so underrated. It's on our summer playlist. It's on our Halloween playlist. It's on, it's on our spring playlist, Thanksgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving tunes. <laughs> And you're right, though, because, like, the, the scene is so famous that nobody really thinks about the song itself. It's just about the visuals. But when you yeah. pluck it out, when you actually look up Pseudo Echo, his eyes, on YouTube, and you listen to this on its own, no Violet, no fake Jason, it's great. It's just so good. And just, like, it makes me want to, like, not only just dance, but, like, really go crazy. You mean, like, crazy, like, bad crazy? Like, you want to do some nasty stuff? That's... Mr. J, if you're nasty. Bananarama, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pseudo Echo, the unlikely winners tonight in the summer competition. I'm sure no one's going to agree with us, but <laughs> but it's so good. I don't know. I, I stand by our picks. These are great tracks. Yeah, I agree. And, man, I had such a good time and looking forward to the follow-ups to our Summer Saturdays coming soon. Yeah, we still have three more episodes to go, plus a fifth episode that'll be available exclusively on Patreon. Yes, our Patreon is patreon.com slash purplestuff. We thank you again for all of your support on there. If you join up, you can get access to our monthly bonus shows. I didn't pronounce yeah. bonus correctly, but you know what I was saying. We love you guys. Thanks for your support. We really appreciate it. And we got a lot more coming up, so I can't wait for this stuff. I just keep thinking summertime has it has a lot of B words, right? We yeah. got beach bars, boardwalks, barbecues, boogie boarding. Uh, what else Babadook, is there? Babadook. But the, the, the Bada, Bada Duke? What did, what did you say? Bob, Babadook. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's yeah, definitely the summer character, right? <laughs> Badonkadonks. Badonkadonks and uh, uh, Brutus the Barber, of course. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... And unfortunately, bye. We got to go. But thanks for listening to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Summer Saturdays. Yes, and I am Jay from the Sexy Armpit. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>